This podcast is brought to you by Continuum, proud sponsors of Wessex Wanderers. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to the Wessex Wanderers podcast. Uh, you're joining me for episode five of series four. Um, first of all, I just want to start by saying a big apology um, from everybody at Wessex because we haven't had a podcast since the last one, which was uh, Reuben before Christmas. Um, but tonight, joined by a very special guest. Um, he's well prepared. He's been looking forward to this for, for months now. Been waiting to get on. So I'm glad to, happy to introduce to you reserve team captain, Steph Spell. How are you, sir? Yeah, how are you doing? Not too bad yourself. I'm I'm good, thanks, mate. I, we've just chatted just before, weren't we, about how excited you've been, how prepared you've been to uh to, to get, yeah. get through this podcast tonight. Yeah, I've been um yeah, I've been preparing for a few days now, so I, I should have it all bang off to be honest. <laughs> um quality. right, well let's just get started then. So um Steph, obviously reserve team captain, been at the club now for a couple of seasons. Tell us a little about a bit about yourself rather than Steph. Steph, the big man mountain centre after we know about. Tell us a little bit about you. What do you mean? And what <laughs> job? Yeah, like you know, where you come just, from, your situation. What, what's, um, happening? what's happening with Steph? Not a lot, really, mate. Not a lot. Um, yeah, just the just a regular average guy. You know, I'm bang average at pretty everything. Nothing special in anywhere. Um, I, yeah, pretty good looking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just literally wake up, go to work, come home, spend. I've got a little boy now, just coming up to two years old. So instead of just live, do, um, doing things spontaneously all the time, it's just I've got more of a routine for the last two years of my life. Just going to work, coming home, spending time with him till he goes to bed, and then playing on three clubs really. Get on three clubs. We'll get yeah. on to that a, a little bit, a bit, little bit later. We've got a section on that. Don't you worry yourself. So let's crack on with the football stuff then. So obviously you've been at Wessex for is it your third season now, fourth season. Yeah. Um, so tell tell us about how how you came to Wessex and, and what it was that brought you to the club. Uh, so the way I came through Wessex was I met Lewis playing Sunday League football. I, uh, a kid I know messaged me, always used to message me, needing players as every Sunday League team does. And I never used to go. And then one day I um, I just turned up one day, probably one of the only um Sunday mornings I went hungover, so I fancied a game of football. And um, yeah, Lewis was playing for a team called Guapa. And, um, Guapa, yeah, yeah, I, I never knew what it meant, but I think Lewis probably knows what it meant. But it meant something in Italian or Spanish, or I don't know what. <laughs> and, um, they were to be fair, it was a very, very good team. It was a uh, like we won, always won the leagues and got to the finals of cups and things like that. And, um, but yeah, anyway, my mate messaged me, I, I went, I went down to play, and then I didn't know that a kid I know called Tim Grant, he was playing there as well. So, and then I started chatting to Lewis and I've, I can't remember how it, he ended up messaging me saying one of the kiddies dads or something, what 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 the new centre half for the Saturday team. And at the time I was at um, BRG, I think, and I wasn't really getting on too well there. And I, uh, so I went down and played a few games for um, Mangotsfield with Lewis. And um, yeah, I just ended up staying there and yeah, became captain there for a bit. 
and then Lewis left which to be honest I never thought I just always thought it was that it was the weird sort of club it was like it was a really good like bunch of lads and it was like hard to leave but it was always talks of leaving and it never really happened and then one day I think Lewis just took the jump I think that was through Chachi through something I'm not sure but um yeah, then he mess he kept he messaging me, and I think once the first the first time he messaged me, the first season I didn't I didn't do it, and in the second season I thought it was just definitely time for a change. I was at Mangotsfield for, for like five six years, and then yeah, just come over and it's literally the best thing I did probably. I wish I, to be honest, I wish I did it a lot a lot earlier. Yeah, I mean, being honest, we we get a lot of players come over and say that. I mean, even Lewis, like you said, as an example, obviously me and Trucci were working with Lewis. Um, you know, we, we were running the reserves at the time and, you know, when we got him in, he was very much um and on about coming. But when he, when he came over, he, he said within a few weeks, he's, he's glad he came, he's, he's glad he never did it. And I, I can remember the first time he, he told us about yourself because we were, this was back when we only had the first team and the reserves. We didn't have a third team then. Yeah. And week in, week out, we were struggling, not only to get out like a squad of players, but to get out, first team 11 so you know he, he came to us and said well I've got this man mountain of a centre half that, that that he that he thinks he can talk into coming and, and we were like yeah yeah get him along and I can remember I think it was down at the Imperial Ground when you came down to watch one of the lockdown games I think it was or it might have been before the lockdown games yeah I remember, I remember it was on that. and you walked in and, and Trucci just nudged me and went yeah I think that's that centre half Lewis was on about no, to be fair, he, he actually he actually groped me. He actually come over and he I remember him like grabbing me and going, Quas cool, a proper centre half. Like you know how Trusty yeah. would say it. Yeah. I remember, exactly. yeah. <laughs> that, that was about that, that was literally about a minute after meeting the bloke. He's like grabbing muscles and that. And obviously as longer on as you get to know Trusty, you know that's just normal. Yeah. Thought it was a bit weird. Yeah, Thought it was a bit weird. Thought it was a bit weird at the time, but then now it's yeah. Mate, you're you're not the first person that thinks he's a bit weird and you definitely won't be the last. <laughs> Definitely won't be the last. So it, it was it was a sort of combination of of Lewis and and being a bit sort of being a bit sort of bored, I suppose, at mangoes. It yeah, just sort of to be fair, like without yeah, without without like I would never like sit here and um slag a club off or whatever. But the but the the team I played for, I couldn't fault them. Like it was a really good bunch of lads. But as it just wasn't really, I needed I just needed a bit of a change. Needed something different because it was just almost six years of same old. Yeah, some sometimes yeah. a, a change is is, is a, as good as the rest, as they say, in it. And going into a new club, sometimes it just it just brings back that that love for football a lot of the time, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So that covers sort of how you came along then. So, what was your first impressions of the club? Obviously, like you said, Trucci was was first and foremost to welcome you. But you know, other than that, what was it that what, thing, what were your initial impressions of the club and 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 everything about it? The, f- the thing I find that stood out more than any club I've been at is. You don't. You never. I never knew who was who. Like I've been at clubs before, and you know that's that's the first team, that's the reserves, that's that team. I'll come to Wessex, and <clears throat> you could have sixty blokes in the room, and you just wouldn't tell who's who because it's so all together. It's there's no them on that table, this on that table. It's just one a thingy. And I think I played um, for the Colts. I think I played for the Colts my first ever game because the reserves never had a game, and obviously. I just wanted a few minutes and um I played for, for Hooper. My first ever game was actually under Hooper. Um oh, was it? Le- yeah, my first league game. I played for the Colts in uh I think we won two one. And I got man of the match. Um yeah, that was my first actual game, I'm sure. 
Um, oh, so that, yeah, that it would have fo- been pre-season, wouldn't it? Yeah, the following season. Yeah. I think I think I played. For, I'm not. Sure, I think I played preseason, but I think it was my first actual league game. I think the reserves never had a game, and I'm pretty. Sure I played for the um the Colts out in Patchway School for their oh, okay. first game of the season, and um yeah, I got man the match, and um that that for me that was weird because obviously I come there. I've always gone to a place, and the team you go to is the team you play for, and instantly I was playing for one of the other teams, so it I could tell straight away like. It has the, the sort of club it is just from the fact I was you're not just going to be playing for one team which is what I was used to at a lot of clubs so that that was a good thing yeah definitely I, I think I think you're, you're you're bang on there sometimes you go to you go to a club and there is it's very sort of regimented in your first team your, your reserves yeah. and, and that is that and you know we've, we've said it before myself Trachi and Hooper you know we we played for the club 15 years ago, whatever it was now. And it was very much that. It was three separate sides that all played for the same team. But, you know, you didn't, you know, the first didn't talk to the third team and and the A team were separate from the... It was all separate. So, you know, we've tried... And don't get me wrong, I, I, you know, we'll we'll be the first to put our hands up and say we've probably made mistakes along the way. We could have done things better from time to time. But what we've tried to do as a club is very much make it a club so yeah. You'll see even even this weekend we've got you know players that would would generally be Colts or reserve players playing the other way round or you know in the first team. It's, yeah. Nobody's got a set a set team. And don't get me wrong, yeah. it's always nice to it's always nice to have a core of players that we know are going to be available week in week out for each team. But like you said, the difference being is there's not going to be a surprise if Steph ends up playing for the Colts or yeah. Bowden ends up playing for the first team. It's 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 all integrated. Which that would that would be surprising that one, but yeah, um, it's probably a bad example, wasn't it? To be fair, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but no, like it, before, like I said, the other teams, you, you, I kind of already know the starting team every week before it's even out. You, it's, it's the same lot, same. But with this, you, you put teams out on a Thursday and is in the group chat straight away everyone's asking for teams teams because you don't know you don't is it is it exciting you don't know who's playing for who you don't know who's going to be where sometimes there's shock sometimes there's do you know what I mean so is is a good thing definitely yeah yeah no I agree and I, I do think it does have some disadvantages I, I think you know you get some players that really really want to only kind of play with with certain other players and all the rest of it but I think on a large it keeps people on their toes it keeps people like you know yourself just as an example if, if you know that you're going to get picked in the reserves week in week out you ain't really yeah. got a bother you know yeah. you know you're not going to get dropped you know you're not going to get promoted you could just turn up in have a game of football and I, I think for a lot of clubs and for a lot of players that's fine but for us we wanted to create that that, that kind the of hunger. goal where every exactly the hunger that desire to, to want to be selected and I, I think we've yeah. I think we've done a good job yeah. so far you know they, it does have its drawbacks but you know, on the whole, we think it's been pretty, pretty successful. Yeah. Um, so we've mentioned it a little bit in terms of how that, you know, just that kind of one club ethic compares to other clubs. Um, mm-hmm. But you've mentioned, you know, Guapo, DR. I didn't know you played for DRG. That was a, they yeah, quite D- a good, good side over the years. Yeah, DRG. Um, my, my mate got me there as well. Kitty called Mitch um, Brooks. Played there for a bit. But uh I think I joined them again. I joined them halfway through the season when I was playing for a team called Westerly, and then yeah, I kind of jumped there for a season. And I, I, 
had a few issues there. Went to DRG for half a season and stayed the next season. And then, yeah, um, that's when I went to Mangasold after DRG, actually. It's, just it's, been, all, it, I mean, it's a long time ago. It's, it's a long time ago. I feel, I feel ancient <laughs> talking about it when I'm just thinking about it now. Yeah, how old are you now then? You're 30, 32. 32. You? Yeah, 32. Prime for a centre half, you are. Yeah, just getting into my prime. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't feel that way. <laughs> so, in terms of like the atmosphere and stuff at the club, then, you know, just from you, you've played for a few different clubs and a few different teams. Yeah. Other than the being that you know the one club in a different size and the rest of it, what what is it about Wessex? You know, how does it compare to other clubs? You 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 said at the start you've come to Wessex and you've kind of you've decided in your head that you wish you'd have done it ages ago. So what is yeah. it that gives from your point of view that gives it that feel? Um, I think is I think is mainly a lot of to do off the pitch is the amount of things that go on off the pitch is something I haven't really done before. Like you have your odd night out with the football lads, but with Wessex, you could probably arrange a night out every single weekend. Like it's, it's the place like if, if we're not out, if we're not out, if we're not playing on a Saturday, we're on PlayStation playing pro clubs and with each other on there. And if it's not that, we're on a night out. It's, there's always something there's, do you know what I mean? Trimble has little, little gatherings. Um, there's all there's just always something going on. Like if if you're like if, if you're sat at home and you're absolutely bored, um, stiff, um, <laughs> close. Um, yeah, you, there, there's always someone you can message, or there's always someone that's that that'll be doing something. So it's it's away from the football side of it. I think there's a lot this club gives that that way of it. And then there's also deeper than that. It's also when you think about Gaffer and Lynn and how much you actually see them at games. Like, I've been at clubs before, and I couldn't even have told you who the the, the people that play their roles at the at the clubs they're at. You, do you know yeah, what I mean? Lin, Lin, do you know what I mean? Lin, the other I can remember it now. One of them, like I think it was, I think it was actually the last game we played, which we haven't played a lot this season, so it's not hard to forget. But we uh, played a team two leagues above us in the cup, and we probably the best I think I've ever seen the reserves play, if I'm being honest. And we lost two one in the cup, and um, we was all walking off the pitch, and it was like. It felt good because of how well we played, but at the same time, we've lost 2-1, so it was a bit of frustration. But then Lynn was up on the balcony and she was like, well done, Wethix, well done, screaming. And even I had the other team go, oh, fair play. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it's things like that that you just, I haven't personally seen at other clubs. Yeah, definitely. And it's surprising how much of a difference that makes, isn't it? When you've got, you know, a secretary and, and, a, and a, a chairman that are actually interested in, in the club and turning up yeah. the games and supporting you. It does make a massive difference. 100%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, would, would that be and like like you said about the the things that's constantly going on in the club? You know, you look at you know we've got the 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 Wessex group chat. You've got the the weekly squad group chat. You've got the last man standing group chat. You've probably got your pro clubs group chat. Like you said, yeah. there's just there's always it's it, it's almost constant. There's there's always a connection or a competent or a, a conversation or something going on. Yeah. Um, which which does make a huge difference. What Massive. did you find that at other clubs that I mean, I suppose technology has moved on a lot in the last couple of years, but there would have been group chats and stuff, you know, like yeah, three, that, four or five years ago. Uh, there was definitely there was group chats, but um it, it was nothing like this group chat. 
It was nothing. <laughs> some of, some Mate, of the things I've, that... I've come out of sites and work before where I've had I've had my phone switched off and I've turned my phone on and I've got 400 messages. So yeah, but it's not it's that. It's crazy also, you sometimes. Got, you got, sometimes you've got to watch who you open your phone around because you don't know what's been put in there. So, uh, well, what's that? I, I wouldn't know about that. That's, that's got nothing uh, to do with me. Okay, yeah, well. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always, yeah, it's... But be careful who you open the group chat. Around. You just never know what sort of conversation it can. It can go from football talk to, yeah, you can go left Mate, very quickly. Yeah, there, there's, there's been some. Let's, let's use the word diverse, shall we? There's been some diverse conversations in that chat, and uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes I think you, you coined the phrase, didn't you? It, it gets a bit. What was it you called it? Zesty. Wasn't uh, it? I've never heard of that word, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I know yeah, what you no. mean by it, but yeah. <laughs> Especially when Trachy gets involved, it does it goes yeah. safe quite a lot then. Yeah, he's uh um, he's another breed. Oh, it's honestly, mate, you ought to see the chats that we we that he that I'm in with him that ain't about football, Christ alive. Um but we'll move on. They'd ask for another conversation another day. So obviously we've we've discussed, you know, how you came to the club, what you think of the club, how it's how it's kind of how it's made an impression on you. What are your thoughts from, you know, when you came to the club three, four years ago, you, you, know, you came into the reserves under me and Trachi. Um, yeah. I think we were down in Division 3 or 4 at the time. Um, you know, we were still kind of building the team and trying to get the club back to a, a three-club, a three-team club and build the one-club kind of thing. You know, fast yeah. forward three, four years to now, you're in Division 2. The first team's got a very good team. The reserves have got a very good team. The Colts are coming along beautifully with some absolutely amazing under-18 players. You know, you're now playing under Hooper. Yeah. So in that transition, you know, how, how has it been for you as somebody that came into the club at that time of transition and then seen it through to kind of where we are now? How, how does it compare for you and, you know, what changes have you seen? A lot, really, in... Um... Well, already in in the three in the three years, there's been two managers, so that's massive changes straight away. Um, players, definitely. I think I think last season, I think there was literally only about two of two or three of us maybe still playing now. Um, from that the season before, because obviously, Trutch obviously left um, the reserves. Went to another club, and um, yeah, so if 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 I'm starting from the start, that first season with Trutch, um, how we never won anything was, uh, I still think about it now. That that season we should have won something. We had an unbelievable, we had an um, uh, unbelievable team. And I think <laughs> like, I think we only lost was it two or three times maybe. It wasn't many, but I, I think we drew quite a lot of games. Didn't yeah, we? yeah, and, we. Know, we, we the t- thing, the t- the team that won the league, I think we lost. Um, I think we narrowly two... lost to them in one game, didn't we? And then, yeah, one, one, and then... I can't remember now, but weren't we like two nil up in one of them and, and lost? Yeah, and we went even three, three one up. Yeah, three one. That was it. Yeah, yeah. It was it's things like that. This we I don't we just I, I don't know what happened that season honestly, but it was enjoyable. It was the the team was unbelievable. Um. Yeah, I think like we even played the first team in a friendly and uh one five one. I think you was the manager that day, weren't you? Yeah, I, I managed that day, absolutely <laughs> smashed them, didn't we? 
just remember seeing Tom and Matt's face on the sideline, wondering what they'd come up against. I think that was the day they got sacked, like officially. But <laughs> that um, was when the writing got started getting written on the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when a few heads turned. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was that that like it was exciting because if that was the first season together, because that was that wasn't just my first season. That was if there was a few players there. Um, it was their first seasons. Um, I think you and Church like just got loads of new players in. And, um, yeah, I think we we had a massive turnaround from what we had in the in the yeah. lockdown competitions. Yeah, yeah. So it, it went from excitement to what can we go on and do next season and build on it and get strengthened in certain areas to a few games before the end of the season. Trachy announcing that he's not going to be there next season. So it's almost it was like all the high to the lows, and then it was like I didn't know what I was going to do because I I obviously came in. I never came to Wessex to play for the first team exactly. I came to Wessex to play with Lewis and be part of that reserve team, really. It, I've, you know, every player is different. Some go to clubs and they want to play the highest standard they can. Some want to play with their mates. Some want to... It's, for me, it's never been... It's always been about playing with mates. It's not... I don't care about the standard of things. So for me, when Chachi said he was leaving, it was, what am I going to do? What do I... Do I stay? I didn't know who was going to be the manager. I didn't know what Lewis, Lewis was even saying. He didn't know what he was going to do. So, and he was the main reason I came to Wessex. So, it was a, the last game of the season. I remember it just being really weird. I think we beat a team seven 0 and I scored as well. And I was, I was like, "That's it for me. I'm done. I'm retiring. Like <laughs> retiring on the high. That's that's me. Stop playing." Which <laughs> to be fair, though, Steph, you do say that every week, don't you? Pretty much. No, no, twice, twice a week. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, it, it was just a weird time. So. And then you go into the next season and it's Hooper's first season in charge. And it, it was rough. It was, it was really rough. Um, not not nothing to do with Hooper's fault. It was more down to like the players we had left because a lot of players left. It was The reserves was a complete different team than the season before. Um, I think Hoops had to use a lot of players he was coaching the season before and the Colts, players that he trusted and knew what they were like. But in all, when you look back on the season, we didn't actually do that bad. I think we just just missed out on promotion. Yeah, I, um, I, I think with with what with what Hooper had under his, under yeah, his control last season, he done very well last season. Yeah, very, I agree. Unbelievable to to <laughs> even be up challenging to do that, and I think it did pretty much come down to the last game of the season, um, if we went up or not. So yeah, if as a if you look at it now. It was a good season considering what we had, but obviously playing in it as the captain as well. And it was very hard to motivate some days and other days. And it was it was good. When you look back on it now, it was a massive learning curve, especially for some players, um, for them. And from even for me, I learned a lot from that season. Having to... Everyone knows how I act on the pitch. I'm very... I always, I always, I always say to myself, I'm not a captain. I'm not really a captain's kind of person because... I, I can come across like quite negative and I I know that I know I'm that sort of person. Some people I'm thing is I'm a lot older than um a lot of the players in the club, not just not just the reserves. I think there's put maybe only one or two that's actually older than me. It's a, it's quite a young team. It's quite a young club from the yeah, first team yeah. straight through. So I'm quite an old school player as in uh best way to put it, it's probably not the snowflake generation of if if a man if a man if a man if a man shouts if a man shouts at you, he shouts at yeah. you. You take it on the chin. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm never being horrible on the pitch. I'm not 
singling you out because I'm trying to be nasty or whatever. I'm just literally, if I see something wrong, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. And yeah, so I've always I've I've never understood why I was captain, but I understand. But Hooper's always said to me, I'm that's what he wants from a captain. You know, Hooper's obviously an old school player as well. He that's what he wants. That's how he probably grew up being shouted at and dragged around and slapped and you know just just. Is is a more is you don't uh younger kids wouldn't have that nowadays. It's a lot more positive, and uh, it's just the way the game's going a little bit. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And and to be fair, you bring me nicely onto another point we were going to make. Obviously, last season under Hooper, you know, he he made you his captain. Um, yeah. You know, I, I looked at that team last season. Obviously, me and me and Trucci had, had had gone away from the club, um, but I you know we looked at the team and. Lewis was was our captain in the reserves. Obviously, when we left, he he became Hooper's assistant, so it made sense that he wouldn't be captain. So you're looking at it, and you know you you say that you wouldn't consider yourself his captain material. But if I'm looking at that team, yeah, for me, what was left of it and who was left there, one as as a player, you you stand out massively to to, yeah. to take that on band, and then. You know, with your attributes in terms of how aggressive you can be when you need to be, how softly, softly you can be when you need to be, and you know, also the fact that you are a good player and, and players look up to good players. So, for me, it was a, it was a, it was an obvious choice, but it was a good choice nonetheless. So, you know, when Hooper told you that, or Lewis told you, whoever it was who told you, what, what was your initial reaction to kind of getting that? Because you know, some people think, you know, captain of a grassroots football team, they don't really mean much. But, you know, when you play in that team and when you're, yeah. you're part of that team and part of that club, yeah. it is a big thing. So what was it like for you to be told that, you know, he wanted you to lead his teammate? No matter what, what sport you play, whether it's football or badminton, or no, not badminton, you can't be a captain, but whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever sport you are. That's a gr- great option, that's that great one. one. Oh, All no, the team sports you could have picked, oh, you picked mate. badminton. Oh, <laughs> Shocker. But yeah, whatever, it's always, it's always a, a privilege to be a captain. But, you know, in with for me, I don't need, I've never been that type of player that needs the captain's armband to still... Um, lead and um, shout directions on the pitch or things like that I've never but obviously it's nice to actually have that armband it's nice to in any, like I said in any sport to be chosen obviously the manager has seen something in you that he wants replicate the thing is what Hooper's always said to me as well is he like he replicates what what he wants what he wants off on the sideline I've replicated back onto the pitch which is is, yeah. is nice to hear from the manager. It's, it makes me sometimes I feel like I've been a bit harsh, but then you know Hooper's that uh, Hooper at half time is telling me no, that's like well that's lovely. I want that. That's what I want. Blah blah blah. So then I know I can carry on. I know I'm not being over the top. Yeah, and, and I, I like like you said, and, and again, it's it's something I've heard Hooper say. It's something I've heard Trachy say. You, your captain is an extension of you when when you're a manager or a coach, and you know if when somebody puts that trust in you, it is, it is a big thing. And, you know, it, again, it leads me on nicely to my, to my next question. So, you know, I've played under Trutchy, so I know what it's like to play under Trutchy. Um, mm-hmm. I played under one of your managers at Mangotsfield for a little bit. Um, John, I played for him for, for a handful of games. Yeah. I've never played for Hooper. So, you know, I, I, you know, I've played for a lot of different managers in my time. I, I don't think I've ever had a game for Hooper. So, 
what's it what's he like as a manager and you know as as a manager on his own and then compared to people like Trutchy who's very I don't know Trutchy's kind of he tries to be very technical and tactical and you know then John yeah. was, when I played for him he was he'd give you your, your starter lineup and you never heard from him until the final whistle so what what's where's what's Hooper like and, and where is he in that kind of scale of things Hooper Hooper's definitely up there and I'm not just saying that because he's my current manager he's yeah you are no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not. Well. I'm, already, I'm already in the team this week, so I don't need to be nice. But um, no, Hooper's uh, he's definitely up there because it's exactly the same. The same that he says to me about replicating on the pitch, it it goes both ways. It goes back to he. I'm giving him what he wants on the pitch, and he's giving me what I want off the pitch. He 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 listens. If if he doesn't, he he knows he's not. He's human, just like every manager. So sometimes I shout some things on the sideline, and you you see it, and you do it. And the same thing to me is you shout things that you're seeing off the pitch. And with me, I like you said, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna be the one to say names. But there's managers I've played for, and you don't hear them for the ninety minutes. With Hooper, you definitely hear him in that match. If he don't, if he does, if he sees something he doesn't like, not as much as Chuchi where he passes out, but. He, um, <laughs> you definitely, uh, you definitely hear him. If, if you don't like something, you definitely hear it. And that's even me. Like I said, I, I coach under thirteens at the minute, and obviously you don't go too much with kids. But I'm still that old school. If I see something I don't like, I will let you know. I won't just stay quiet. So, as a manager, he also with the feedback. He, um, I, I, when Lewis, um, Lewis obviously can't be there every um, every week with commitments he's got. Um, so Hooper does kind of look. I feel like he hasn't said nothing, but I do feel like he does look down at me sometimes as like being the assistant when um, Lewis ain't there because sometimes he'll come up to me after the game and say, "Man, the match. I I think this. I think this. What what do you think?" Sort of thing. And I mean, I I like that. I like that he comes up to me and says that. Ask ask me what my input is of it. He always asks me. Um, what what could have what could what could he have done different? What things like that? And just as I say to him as well, like we always have that little chat after in the changing room, which is yeah, shows that you got a lot. We got a lot of trust in each other. Yeah, definitely. I I, I totally agree. And and yeah, well, obviously Lewis is is his assistant. We know that, but you know, there's there's definitely been conversations that that we've had, whether it be in in kind of the managers group chat or the coaches group chat, where you know. The conversation is quite often, well, Lewis ain't here this weekend, but don't worry about it. Steph's there. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's definitely that trust. And I, I think it does show, like you said, trust both ways. That one, he can have that conversation with you, but also you can have that conversation with him. Yeah. Because you know, we've all we've all played for managers who will waffle on and, and talk a lot, but actually a lot of what they say you you totally disagree with, but you're just there to play football and you don't really care. Yeah. So it's nice that you've got that connection and you can actually have that conversation. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm being totally honest. You know, we, I think Hooper probably doesn't feel like he gets it enough because he's the reserve team manager, and you know, all the, a lot of the social media stuff is around the first team and the, the first team man of the match videos and the rest of it. But like we touched on earlier, Hooper took on a very difficult role in very. his not only last season but the season before. You know, when he took on the Colts, um, he took it on last minute because there was somebody else who was going to run it. Who, who let us down through no fault of their own. So Hooper did it, got an assistant. The assistant then wasn't very available, so Hooper did it all on his own. Then he took the reserves last season in a very difficult position. 
he did it mostly on his own because Lewis wasn't available very often and he's kind of still doing it on his own. So yeah. Hooper's done a very, very good job. And it's, Unbelievable. it's nice it's nice to hear as well from from yourself as a player that you guys are seeing that. that yeah. I think he's uh especially after last season, that was uh me and him's had a few we, me, I don't know if he, you can ask him, but I, I feel like we got this little look where like we just look at each other as in like Jesus Christ, what what is like do you know what I mean? It's last season there was a lot of that looks. There was a lot of like, how do we it's do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, what are we doing there? Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like um, as a captain, you've got to try to get a team up for it that just wasn't up for it a lot of the time last season. But I'll be fair, like like you said, I think Hooper's done absolutely brilliant in last season, the uh where we finished um in the league. And then this season is is only got better. This season I've gone back to last season I've really it's probably I've I've said it before. Uh, in my in the whole time of playing men's football, last season was probably one of my least enjoyable. It was it almost felt like community service at times, which I've done quite a bit yeah. of, and uh, I know what it feels like. But yeah, um, but this season is def I definitely got that. Well, I, when when we have played, especially like I said earlier in that last game, the football was unbelievable. I know we lost the game two one to a team. Um, in higher leagues, but the football we played, like, I, like I've always said, for me, when you pay to play, it's never really about the results. It's, you have to enjoy it when you're paying. When you're paying to play, you if you're not enjoying it, I'd much rather lose a game one nil but enjoy it with playing some good football than win three nil. And I, especially as a centre half, just pump, barely touching the ball, or just having to pump it forward or whatever. And Luckily, for, uh, my my game is always playing it out. Sometimes I think Hoops has said to me before I've I've given heart attacks when trying to play it out from the back. I do make it look a bit close at times, but but like I said, when you're paying to play, <laughs> when you're paying to play, you have to the num the number one thing is you have to enjoy it. So yeah, the result definitely. the result the results come second, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's always nice to win. Obviously, we we're, we're no one's ever going to disagree with that. But you're right. You know, when when you're getting up on a Saturday morning, you're going and you're paying for the privilege of playing football. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you want to enjoy it. Um, but let's let's pick up on this season. So, firstly, for yourself, um, you know, it was something I wanted to bring up and mention. But I remember the first time I seen you this season at the start of preseason, that the effort you look like you've made to get yourself really fit this season. I think you've done a brilliant job. Do you feel that that's yeah. something that you've done? Because last season was such a downer, and you kind of wanted to be up for this season, or is it just one of those things that happened? It's again, it's um, I just wanted to, obviously everyone wants a better lifestyle on things anyway, and I just feel like I when I, especially when I joined um, Wessex, I wasn't really in love with football. I just I can't not not play it. Some when when there's no football on Saturday, I feel lost. I just don't know what to do. Like my missus takes me shopping and. Just end up in weird places like oh, just, as, sent, um, just sent a chill down my spine saying that then shopping yeah, on a Saturday. Oh. Yeah, so I mean you end up in places like Primark and you're just walking around lost. And hey. yeah, so I could told never you, not told play. you no swearing on this podcast, Steph. <laughs> but yeah, so I could never not play, but I just didn't really love I was just I didn't enjoy it. I didn't I, I kind of fell out of love with the game and then obviously that first season with Trapton I felt back in love with it, and then it was the other the other emotions again of when everyone left and then I fell out of love with it again and last season was rough and this season I just didn't know what 
I was just stuck in two minds. I didn't know do I do I just pack it in or do I just go for it, go training, get myself fit, do this, do that. And I luck hope um luckily I chose the to get fit and things like that. So obviously I've been coming training to all the sessions, got lost a lot of weight. Um yeah, and that was just to do you know I, mean? I, I always have a talk with the manager of any club. I, I say what team what what do you think this season's gonna be like? And uh yeah, Hooper said to me the the, the team he would preferably have and the players he thinks we're gonna have. And I thought it looked like a real good team and I thought yeah I'd give it a go and keep myself fit. But unfortunately the weather's kind of been against me as well. So I got myself fit and then barely even played a match. Yeah, yeah. And I I think again you leading on to to the frustrations of this season, when you look at like you touched on there, you know, I, I do all the, the social media and the graphics and stuff. So so I see the teams that that Hooper gives me, I do the graphic, I send the graphic to Hooper, and I'm looking at these teams thinking, you know, last season, the season before, some of these weeks, these reserve teams, that's a first team. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the, the, the amount that the club, and that's not just because the first team have signed a load of players, because I think what we've done is we've recruited fantastically for all three sides. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's times when potentially, you know, we could have a fourth team or a Sunday team. But, you know, I see these teams that, that Hooper's given me and I'm thinking that team is going to absolutely, like, be on fire tomorrow. Yeah. And then it rains or the team can't raise a side. Or, you know, you look at your league, you had three, three teams, I think, pull out after yeah. the leagues had been confirmed. So, one, you know you're not playing many games this season anyway. Then you're seeing the team you've got available and you're getting really excited about it. And then the game gets called off. So, you know, you as as somebody who's been named in those reserve sides, having only played, what, is it five or six games a season? What's that yeah. been like? You know, as somebody who's got themselves fit right up for the season, knowing how good the team looks on paper and then ultimately having no games. Yeah. Again, it's, it's just frustration. It's just... It... All that hard, all the hard work, all the losing the weight, all the staying fit, and I, I, I remember saying to, at the start of the season that like, I feel good. I felt, I felt light. I felt fit. And usually pre-season, I'm, it takes me. I've always said to people, it always takes me about five or six games in the season to actually get to where I want to be. And then by the time you know it, it's, I'm always, I'm always my best at the end of the season. Like it's always, and then it ends, and then pre, um, the end of the season comes, and you put weight on, and I've. I've just let you let yourself go a bit and then you, you just slack at the start of the season. But this season I've done the opposite. This season I really like put it in, thought, yeah, here we go, let's let's hit this season running. And yes, yeah, it's, it's probably been the least amount of games I've played in the season the whole time I've been playing football, even in kids' football. I, d- I don't ever remember only playing four or five games by the start of the new year. Yeah, it's great. And I think the, the, the drawback to that, we ordinarily you'd look at it and, and you'd be saying, well, we're going to have a real long season now after Christmas and a load of fixture pileups. But actually, when you look at, you know, even your rearranged fixtures, you, you're still going to be finished. Yeah. Probably towards the end of March, you know, maybe going into early April if you're lucky. So, you know, you're going to be having a relatively short season. That on its own must be frustrating, especially like you said, yes. somebody, you know, who's at the age of 32, got themselves fit. Yeah. But there's not much football to play. That is a big shame, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. And the thing the thing is with last season and the season before at Wessex, it was if the reserves never had a game, if you put yourself available, chances are you would have got a game in the Colts or 
first team or whatever, you 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 could have got a game if you're available. But with the amount of players that have come in this season at Wessex, um, it's it's not that easy to get a game now. And especially with it's good for the managers because it's easy for a manager to see the team above them not have a game and then just flood their team with it. But at Wessex is they they've kept it fair. Obviously, they've kept it. The players that have been playing with the Colts in and out of this season, they haven't dropped them out for players that haven't played. So, like I said, last season, it would have been all right. Season before, it would have been all right. But this season, I've just struggled to get games because, one, the weather. And then, two, this is the sheer amount of good quality players all throughout the three teams that it's not as easy to get a game in other teams now. Yeah, no, and it's, it's a good point. And, you know, it's, as good as that is, you know, that's that's a brilliant thing for the club because it yeah. it shows that we've grown massively over the last you know year eighteen months. But like you said, for for yourself, it's 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 got its negative impacts as well, hasn't it? But you know, you know, saying that, like I said, we've got you know you you've got a, a, a fixture pile up now to to into some extent. So you know, we're recording this on Thursday night. We know you've got a game on on Saturday. You're due to play Imperial Reserves on Saturday, which should be a good game and. I yeah. think as it stands, you're, you you are due to play on grass because they prefer the grass, but they have booked the 4G. So I think for the first time this season, maybe the second time, we've definitely got three games on this weekend, which for the amount of times we've had three teams available and then had one or two games cancelled, been heartbreaking because there were so many times last season where we had three games. Yeah. And we, we couldn't put, well, we could put three sides out, but we'd have what, you know, one or two subs. You know, this season we're putting out five man benches on on every single for every single squad, and they're all good squads. So yeah, um, so yeah I think it's it's a it's a good time to a uh, good time to be around the club, but it doesn't make it any easier, like you said, when when that game gets called off. Yeah. Um. But I mean, yeah, that, that kind of brings us up to date in terms of in terms of the uh, the Wessex stuff and 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 how it's how it's gone for you so far. So. We've got a few few more questions and then we'll get on to some predictions and a bit more stuff like that. So just kind of for yourself as you know, as as a football fan, you know, we've all grown up with our idols and, and people who we look up to in footballing memories and stuff like that. So what what's been your footballing life? You know, who is it you support? You know, who do you follow? Uh it's always a, Man United's my main team and in yeah, Bristol it'd be yeah, and in Bristol is uh Rovers. Oh, you're um, a bit of a, a secret gas head as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've, I've got. I used to go to a lot of games when I was younger, and then I had a season where I got injured on the first game of the season, and I wasn't going to play for a long time. And uh, me and a kiddie, I know, we um, he had a season ticket, but he um, he said, "Oh, do you want to go? Just should we just go to every away game?" And uh, yeah, we done like a quite a few months of just going to all the Bristol Rovers away games, which I I think is a better atmosphere. I think it's quality. But I've never really, really been going far, though, would you? It would be like Manor Farm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like Burton <laughs> and South End and places like that. Um, yeah, and you know, some sometimes those 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 grounds and those games, you know, yeah. that's sometimes they're better than going to your your big, you know, your big proper stadiums if you like, like your old Traffords and your Wembleys. Yeah, you get you kind of you almost like real football in it. Those those lower that's, league. That's what I mean, and that's that's another thing I was going to say is that I've always said it from forever is that I'd much rather go and watch uh, our first team on a Saturday than rather go and watch Man United. I've, I've I feel for me it's more realistic football. It's more um, 
yeah, I'd, I'd much rather go and watch grassroots football than actual Premier League football. Yeah, you you will you kind of you, you know you're always going to see a good game, don't you? You know, yeah. when you, if you go and spend under a pound on a ticket, drive up to Manchester, sit and watch a nil nil against Stoke or something, you come away disappointed. But yeah, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, you go watch a grassroots football game, or even if it's a lower league football game, you know, you're, you're going to get a real game of football sometimes, aren't you? And, and they are yeah. better. Um, yeah, so with that being said, then what? What's your one abiding football memory? Is there a, a, a part of your childhood or you know growing up where you, you always think back to and you have that big moment in football that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, it's probably the same as most main United fans my age. It's the uh, Champions League against Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah. yeah I still, where were you I, then? Where were you when that happened? I was, I was sat in my living room, legs crossed. I can't do that no more. I'm too old. My knees are too... Uh, I can't sit. I can't sit with my legs crossed on the floor anymore. But I was sat. <laughs> I was sat in front of the TV watching it. Um, yeah, my mum. My mum let me stay up late to watch it. Um, yeah, just I remember crying my eyes out. She. I remember my mum was saying, um, "Don't worry, there's always next year. There's always next year." She didn't have a Scooby what was going on, but she was just. I was like, "No, nah, it's not. It's not. It's not going to happen." And obviously, the treble. It was to win the treble. And I thought that my mum said it was going to. There's always next year. Like it was something you can just do every year. And um, yeah, I remember just crying my eyes out, and then yeah, what happened next? Everyone knows, and they scored the two goals, and yeah, I just remember just going crazy, just jumping around and that. And I just remember going to school the next day, and everyone was just talking about it, and it, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's my I, memory. I, of I, I remember that. I, I so I'm I'm you know only two or three years older than you, and I was actually in Barcelona. I think I've told the story before on this podcast, but I was in Barcelona, um, <laughs> when it happened. We, um, not Barcelona, sorry. I was in a place called Calella, which is about half an hour from Barcelona. Yeah. Sat in a little pub full of Man, Man United fans, and it was exactly the same. The whole pub was just sat there, almost in tears. You know, where there were people, you know, their shirts were going, and and then all of a sudden we scored the first one, and I can remember this bloke just picked me up and swung me around a pool table, <laughs> like never seen him before in my life. And obviously we scored the winner, and I, you know, I was only ten or eleven at the time, and in this pub in Spain, half an hour from the ground, with my nan and granddad who didn't know anything about football, and the place just went berserk. And I can, yeah. I'd like, that is something that will will stay with me forever, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah good time. That's, that's it. I, that's it for me. Well, I think, I think, I, I think I had a pair. I did have a pair of like ombre trainers with like a Man United yeah. badge on them. Yeah. I can remember coming back from holiday and wearing them into school and being like gaff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, look at my trainers. They were like falling apart. I was like, yeah, travel. <laughs> <laughs> and then you think of where we're at now, you know, it's light and day, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's uh, my little boy. Like I said, he's coming up to two and I'm just, is it, is it, is it child abuse making him support my United or just letting him go his own way? I'm not sure. Yeah. It's a tough I'm, one. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my boy into football, but you know, I, I haven't, I haven't done the old thing where I, you know, he's got a my United kit, but I've, I've done where, if he sees a football kit he likes, I'll buy that for him. So he's got like a Real Madrid kit and a, and a Miami yeah. kit, and you know, I don't, I, I don't think I want to force Man United on him. I don't think anybody deserves that's, that nowadays. No, that's what I mean. It's yeah. But talk, talking to the youngsters, you know, that's that's something something else you're you're known for as well. You you help run or you coach a a youth football yeah. team. How yeah. did, um, you know how did you get into that and and how how's that for you? You enjoying it? Yeah, I, to be fair, that's since I've been coaching. I've been uh, I used to get like 
so like I said back earlier, when there's no football on a Saturday, you get depressed and you go shopping and you do this and that. But since I've been coaching, obviously train with them Thursdays and matches Sunday. So it's been a lot easier when we haven't got a game, especially this season. I know I've still got something to look forward to on a Sunday. I know that my, my weekend's not finished with football yet. Um, so that's that's been nice. And it's also just nice to just when you're coaching kids to see to see what you're teaching them on the pitch. I don't think that's something I've ever really appreciated of when I've been training and as a kid or things, what it's like for somebody when you see it the opposite way. When, you know, you even the basics like one twos and that and they're not doing it, but you do two or three sessions on just one twos and then on the pitch on a Sunday, they're just one two and it around the pitch and you think, Wow, look, you've done that. So it's, it's it's more rewarding. It's much coaching is much more rewarding than playing. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I I mean, my my head was I was done with playing years ago, but you know when when I'm coaching and I'm I'm involved in you that that kind of setup, it definitely it definitely does does feel good, doesn't it? When you when you see a player do something you've been working on in training. Yeah. Um, but is is if you know for you you know, so you know thirty thirty two now you're you've probably got a couple more years left in you obviously well Trutch said I think he said I have three years left and my back my back will go he said people my size their back goes up so yeah. yeah so let's say you've got three four years left and then is it what 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 are you thinking when you know when you do hang at the boots is it going to be a a case of really picking up that that youth football side or are you gonna Mm, no, I'll probably, or... yeah, I'll probably go into adults on a Saturday and stay with the youth on a Sunday. That's what it would be for me. So, what are they at the moment? Under thirteens, one it you said. Yeah, I've had them since under eight. I want to say, um, under thirteens. Yes, yeah, so they got about another three years left. So you, you, you until they go into. Gonna see him through the whole way, do you reckon? Is that is that part of the plan? Oh, yeah. To get him right Def- to... yeah, definitely. I'm gonna see him all the way up to adults football. And then get him into Wessex, yeah. That's the plan, isn't it? That's the plan. That is the plan. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully feed him into the Colts, yeah, and see where they go from there. Good man. That's we went um last season was the first season we actually played for points under twelves. And um there we won the league. So that was good. That was the it's always nice to win the league, but it's not also something that you're really doing youth football for. So, you know, it's hard for the next season when it ain't going your way to try and um, show that you're, you're not there to win leagues. You're not, you're there to learn football, especially at youth level. It's all about the, what you learn and teaching things. So, yeah, it's, yeah it's, 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 it's much more of a rough season this season because we've gone up a league and we're not winning every game. And, do you know what I mean? Some At that age, they all they want to do is win. It's hard at the minute yeah. we're going for that transition of it's not about winning, it's about what you're learning from the football. So yeah, it's, it's been a m- lot more tougher this season. Yeah, but like like you said, that on its own is a lesson sometimes, isn't it? You know, when I I, I remember when I was playing sort of under under it's all changed now. We we always played for points right down to under tens, I think we started. Yeah. You know, my under tens team, my under elevens team, I think we you know, we won week in, week out, you know, and we were winning games 10, 15 nil every week. Then when we went to like under fifteens, we went into a different league structure and we started losing. I think I probably, in a weird way, I kind of enjoyed that more, especially as a goalkeeper. Yeah, I enjoyed getting hammered every week. Not getting hammered every week. I enjoyed that because, actually, one, I had something to do, 
And yeah, two, were, it meant we were we were actually playing football and I was learning about being a goalkeeper yeah. and, and the game of football rather than just rocking up and sitting on the goal line while my mate scored 20 goals. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially as a keeper, There's, that's it's not as worse than a centre-back. If your team's winning 15-0, you, you're not going to be involved in the game much at all. Oh, mate, I thought I was world-class, mind. I was like, yeah. I had, I've... I'd go for a season. I've only conceded five goals. I think I'm world class. I'd only had, I'd only had six shots against me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> then it went to like having six shots a game, and we were losing five 0 every week. And it was like, oh, well, yeah. perhaps I'm not that good then. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm back there now because I can't even catch a ball nowadays. Um. But yeah, that that covers. So I I kind of at the start of the pod, you know, you're saying I'm going to try and keep it about an hour. So yeah. that kind of covers all the questions and stuff that I want to ask you about your footballing and, and your how you how your career is going. So now we're going to get into the bit that everybody likes. We're going to get into your predictions now and your um, your Wessex eleven. So obviously you've been at the club three, four years now. Yeah. So before we go into your predictions, and I've got a couple of surprise predictions to ask you as well. Um, I want the Stefan Wessex eleven. So it should be nice and easy because you haven't played with many players since you've been at Wessex, have you? No. <laughs> I was, I was, this is the part where I wish I prepared for. Um, I think it was the only bit I did tell you to prepare for, so you really yeah. got yourself to blame. So we'll start off. What are we doing? Are we going 442, 433, 533? Um let's go 4-3-3. 4-3-3. Yeah. Right, let's get my get my pad ready then so we can uh we can keep track of who we're picking. You're so what we'll do is we'll go through position by position. You can have some honourable mentions, but obviously we yeah. want we want there's no there's no fence sitting. We've got to have a definitive answer. Yeah. Who's the best at this position? So we'll start off in the the most important position on the pitch. Some say the hardest, and some say the most technically gifted players play there. Um, so let's start with the goalkeepers. <laughs> um, who have you played with in your time? So it must have been Alex, um, uh, Liam, uh, a handful yeah. of games with myself. Yeah. Uh, I played with Caden. I played with Four. Ben McCarthy. I played with quite loads. a few actually. Loads. We we went for about four keepers in one season. I think it was last season. Uh, Mike Murphy. Wow, that's a name I didn't even know. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> Lovely bloke. Uh, there's another bloke last season. Um, can't remember his name. Jordan, yeah, Jordan played as well. Jordan, yeah, it's, it's been a, there's been a lot of keepers. Um, <laughs> so let's let's go. I mean, that's that's a lot of keepers to pick from. So who's who's you know who who's up there with the best? Obviously, you know you've only played a handful of games with a couple of them, so you know yeah. you'd like to think you wouldn't pick pick them. So who's who's impressed you the most over the, that period of time? Who's getting in your your Wessex eleven? Quiet, it's a hard decision. This is tough. Dead air is wasted. There, goalkeepers, goalkeepers, goalkeepers is, is a rough, is a rough position. It's definitely the hardest on the pitch. You can have a perfect game for 89 minutes and make a hold in the night and be the villain. Thank um, you. Yeah, by the time somebody really like, and it's never our fault either. I don't no, care no, what no. well. There, there, there are times when goalkeepers make mistakes, but goals are never a keeper's fault. Um, I think just for the just for the Amount of games, I think I played with him. He's every every player, even me, every single player on the pitch has got strengths and weaknesses. 
Um, but for me, I've played the most games. I think I've only played with Caden like two or three times. And he's obviously he's the first team keeper. He's quality. But if I'm going off of who I've played with, it's probably got to be Liam. He's probably he's yeah, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable shot stopper. Um, and yeah, to be fair, he's kept us in a lot of games over the last two, three years. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always said about Liam. He he is considering is is he's quite he's quite a short keeper as well. But yeah. His his agility and his shot stopping is really good. Yeah. Um. You know, there are times where he can't catch a cold and he, he loses concentration but, a little bit. But his, but that goes that his, goes to his weakness. That's that is his weakness. His weakness yeah. is that. But, but then he'll pull out. He'll pull out an absolute yeah. worldie thirty seconds exactly. later. Yeah. It's frustrating sometimes, but it's also brilliant. So yeah, yeah. Liam Liam's a good choice. Um. Yeah, like that, like that. So we'll go. We'll go right back next. Right back. Probably, probably going to go with Lewis Berry. Lewis Berry, the man, the myth, the legend, the face of Wessex that brought you more, to the club. More of Mr. a myth. More of a, more of a myth nowadays. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> All his time doing up his his shed wherever it is he's bought his his little house to, isn't he? Bless I think him. Does, I think he does about eight hours on his hair and then the rest on the shed. But he's just he's just constantly trying to copy Tom, isn't he? As much as we hate to say it, he's, he's well, still Tom's curlier. And I was saying that you ain't far off. Yours is going a bit curly as well, now, isn't it? Oh no, no, I'm growing mine for braids. Say again. I'm growing mine for a Viking braid. <laughs> Fair play. We'll move swiftly on. I think. Um, we'll jump. Let's go. Let's go straight across the other fullback then. So left back. Who you putting in at left back? Left back. I'm trying to think who's played there this season, but you've had so few games, I can't even remember who you've been playing left back. I don't think I can remember either. Um, who have you had over time? You've, you would have had a fair bit of Sibley. Yeah. Um, Bonge has obviously been in about this season. He's played a couple of games for the Res, hasn't he? Nath Sussex, he, he would have played a few games last season for me and Trutch. See, this is why you should prepare for things like this. Um, yeah, you should have. I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to go Nath Sussex. Nath Sussex, good choice. Yeah. Good choice. So, yeah, he, he's Mr. Dependable. And I think that the thing I love about Nath is you can put him left back, right back, centre back. You know, he's... You can play anywhere across the back three, and you'll you'll get a nice consistent back four. Sorry, and you'll get you'll get a nice consistent performance from him. Definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah. Love that, love that. Um, centre backs. What you know? What are we what are we doing here? Are we gonna yeah, centre backs yourself in there? You you gonna go with a, a a partnership that you know that works, or just somebody that you've you like look of? Do I have to put myself in? Don't have to. Don't I? When I done mine, I don't. I didn't put myself in there. I don't think. I can't remember now. But yeah, no, I didn't pick myself. You didn't have to go in there. Yeah, I put myself in there. Um, ah, there it goes. <laughs> we, we knew it was going to happen. Uh, yeah. Big, big Steph the Viking at centre back. Yeah, Who's your partner. With... Who have you enjoyed playing with the most? Carl Rogers. Carl Rogers. I mean, that shout that is. Carl Rogers. Yeah, I mean, he could have been a shout for left back as well. To be fair, but yeah, I, well, I just until I said his name, then I actually just thought about that, and I could have, yeah, but. No, I'll keep it. I'll keep it as it is. Yeah, I think that I season, mean, that season, um, 
in the resis that first season, that's who I that's the who I played centre back with, and that was so far my most enjoyable season. So yeah, that is a very very good back four. That you know, I I'd have no problem with that one. I'd have no problem after having that back four in the first team. And I think you know, if if you look in reserves, that's you know that 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 in the reserves league is phenomenal. That yeah, I like that I like that a lot. Um, so up to midfield, what what are we doing? We doing a one holding, two attacking, two holding, one attacking. You know, how how are you how are you playing it? Uh, one holding, two attacking. One holding. So we got a CDM. Who are we going in at CDM then? CDM for me, it's uh, it's got to be Del Sheps. Del it's got to be Del Sheps. Yeah, I I loved him as a player. He's he's just the, he's just he's the most non-footballing best player I think I've played with. He's just I not. Can't, I can't remember who bought him. Who was it? Lewis that would have bought him, or was it you? Nah, it was Cow. I think. Was it Cow? Was it? I can remember the first time I seen him, and Tr- I think Trutchy had seen him before me, and he was like, "He's a good player." And I know Trutchy's got a, got a, an eye for a good player. To be fair to him, I can remember seeing him thinking, "I'm not sure, yeah. not sure about that." But then, yeah. when you actually seen him play football, oh, like, it's, it wasn't just so much the was. football. It was both footed, and it's just passion. He just, oh my god, you did not want a fifty fifty with that bloke. He went no, through absolutely like everything. Thing. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, really he, he was a hell of a player. Yeah. And of course, he's he's managing. Um, is it Mendit yeah. Walks? Yeah, now it. down in the Colts. Is it in the, are they in the Colts league? No, nah, we we played on first game of the season, I think. I was in the reserves league, is it? Yeah, reserves league, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think he. It's a again, it's a shame with him because he he done his he done his knee, didn't he? And he, he yeah. cut his cut his playing career short. But yeah, he, he was a very very good player. I, that's a good shout, that. Yeah. Very good shout. Um, who are we put in front then? So we know we've we've got a solid back four, a really good player that you can trust in front of them. Who are we using yeah. for flair in the middle? Flair in the middle is. I've I've always rated him massively. He's a bit he's a bit zesty, as you would say. But uh Nave Price <laughs> for me he's oh, technically brilliant. What a player. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good player. Class. I can remember again when, when he the first time I seen him play last season, I think he again Trutchy had seen him and said, What a player. And I think he brought him on the first time I seen him, he brought him on and played him off the left, I think. And I remember saying to Trutching, well, he don't he don't look all that, mate. He 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 don't want to he don't want to stay on the left. He kind of keeps drifting in and Trutchy was like, now nah, wait till you see him in the middle. And yeah, since then, you know, he's he's such a technically gifted player. Yeah, I um, couldn't believe how long we had him in the reserves. He was just he stayed with us for quite a long time in one of the seasons. Yeah, Every definitely. week I was thinking yeah. he's gonna be first team this week, he's gonna be first team. He just he just wasn't he was with us for ages, but he's he's up there now and yeah, he should be. Yeah. Well, that's, that's that's why the first team Kaffer ended up losing his job on it in the end. I reckon didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we putting in with him then? So that's that's a that's a very skillful player. There are we going to go with somebody to complement him or somebody to do just as much skillfulness? Somebody next to him is between probably two. Um, God, who's your two? Who who do you think? It's between Sullivan and Alex. I'm not even going to try to say his last name because I can never say it right. Foteo? Foteo yeah, that's Fo- it. Photographs, that's whatever it. his name is. Yeah, yeah. that's in. it. 
Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, definitely. Again, two two very good. I think two different players as well. Very, very different. Yeah, I think um, with Alex, you know, you get a very good attacking player, but he's really industrious as well. He'll get back. He'll do a lot of hard work. Yeah, he's a box to box definitely. With, so Sully's with more of Sully, a luxury player. That. He's like, a, well, I think it's it's been it's been said before, but a lot of people call him the magic man. He's just he's, he makes what, everything. What everything. He can do with the ball. I know it's, it sounds cliche or whatever, the, but he when he gets the ball, everything's just slow motion. Is yeah. he he he, beat, he beats players slowly, but so it just easy. It's so it's weird. It's the weird trouble to watch, is though, it's very good to be able to get the ball and to do that. He's got to get out of bed and turn up. Well, that's, that's the one drawback with Sully. You never that's the you never know if he's actually going to be there on a Saturday or not. Yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame, but yeah, it's. I'm probably going to go with Alex just for the box to box. Um, yeah, and when he's when he's played with the reserve, I think last season he was the reserves top goal scorer, and he, I think he only played like three or four games. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, did, yeah he, he he gets a lot of goals. Yeah, and it's it's a shame this season. I think he's on a work placement, you know, so he's 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 away for the year. So we've lost him for the season. So you know, touch wood, he'll be back next year, hopefully. Because yeah. yeah, what a player he is on his day. Very good yeah. player. Mm-hmm. Um, so Del Shep, CDM, Nave Price, and Alex Fatio as your attacking outlets again. That's a that's an absolutely fantastic team so far. So now we go to to the Magic Makers. We've got your two wingers in your centre forward. So let's start on the right wing. Um, who are we thinking out there, out wide? Right wing. Probably it's got to be. Try to think. That. I don't want to. Don't want to disrespect anybody and jump into it. Um, <laughs> this is all about disrespect, mate. It's fine. Yeah, it's probably Trimble. Oh, every time, look, yeah, yeah, he's come on the camera, like he's recording, he's come on the camera to wave as soon as you his name. Yeah, I was thinking of, he's always he's, he was always going to be in the team. I just didn't know which one of the front three, but yeah, that left foot cutting in on that left foot is just like he's probably he's probably scored one of the best scores I've ever seen with my own two eyes at grassroots football. Um, yeah, I think I don't know if it's where I stood or what, but that goal against Old Cots, I think it was Jesus Christ. That's probably where you were stood. It probably looked better. Than yeah, it was. It was, was somewhat. Yeah, to be to be fair to him, Tom gets in a lot of teams, and and it, you know it's it's only fair because we know how good of a player he is. It's just a shame about everything else, isn't it? Well, I think, yeah, I, I think you, I think you got, I think to be a good player, you've got to be a bit like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He definitely, he definitely, um, he definitely winds up the opposition. He's got a lot. Yeah, it was only a few weeks ago. He got a. Got a player sent off, didn't he? And you know, yeah, you, you were there with your your man mountain protecting him. He he's got a lot. He's got a lot to be in debt for you, man. Well, no, to be fair, he takes me on from training on Tuesday, so he he does pay. He does pay. Uh, bless he's, him. He's got him, because otherwise you wouldn't look after him next time. <laughs> no, I'd let him get there punching next time. <laughs> so Tom on the right. Um, let's go over the other side. Who, who we who we having on the left? Left <sighs> wing. Jesus, it's getting hard. Um, I don't know. I didn't play with him. Well, I played with him quite a bit, to be fair. But well, enough to know that he was somewhat absolutely 
ridiculous. But it's a shame um, he's gone back to France. But Khalil. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? You said his name then, and I thought, who was he chatting about? But yes, young Sankun, Sankun's brother. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, definitely. Absolutely phenomenal oh young talent God. he was. For 17, I think he was 17. I've never seen nothing like it in my life. He, yeah. <laughs> I think we played against Redbridge away once, and uh, he was he was literally not making his kitty, and he brought it back to not make him again. And the whole the whole sideline was just, <laughs> it, yeah, he was he was somewhat ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'd forgotten I'd forgotten about him to be fair, but yeah, what a player he was, and and could have gone on to be. But yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a shame. He's another one. Massive shame. On over to France. Yeah, what a player. I can remember that night. He, he was due to be playing on the Saturday. And I was at work, you know, I was up on the door at the Cullis and, and I got a message on my phone in like the in the, the staff group chat and it was like, Oh, I'm so sorry, I won't be able to play tomorrow. And then he sent a picture of his leg and he yeah, burn. he'd spilt like a a, a hot water was bottle. It a, a hot water bottle or something all over his leg and he just yeah. burnt all his leg. I was like, poor kid. But he, yeah, he the... you know, he missed a few weeks and then he came back and it was like he like he'd never been away. He was still just a yeah, technically he was he was talent. Ridiculous. Yeah. And obviously Trachi speaking French to him helped as well. That was brilliant, that was. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Final final uh, final piece of the puddle then. Centre forward. Who are you having up there to score your goals? I honestly don't know. I can't even let's, let's talk <laughs> for the options. Centre forwards, who we got? We got yeah, help me. Ollie Atwell. Uh, Sankun, uh, Jord. Who else have we had up front? Luke Corbier. Luke Corbier. Yeah, he was he was a good player when he when he turned up. Um, um there's probably so you could probably go through so many names. Like uh, I Kim. Remember him, though. I remember Kim was Kim, a good player. Yeah, he's another loss with a, a a big loss in the club when he had to move away for work. Um. I don't think I've played with many strikers, to be honest. Um, but yeah, to be fair, it's got to be Jord. I'm not going to lie. If you're looking for goals out of, it's got to be Jord. Jord Evans. Yeah, I agree. He makes, again, like Tom, he makes a lot of teams when you just think about his, his footballing ability. Um, I don't think there's many better than him. Nah, he's, he's ridiculous. I've, I've been trying to get him back at Wessex for ages. And obviously it's not down to me, but he's I message him quite a bit and he's he, he's dying to come back. Um yeah, yeah. I think when yeah. uh, when the time's right, I think he'll jump at the opportunity. Look, i mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? I, you know, you can never you can never know what the future holds. There have been conversations. Um, you know, George, no, you know, I'm I, I'm not saying anything to you that I haven't said directly to George, and then to, and then some. George knows why he's not at the club at the moment. He knows yeah. what he needs to do to get back to the club. His his footballing ability has never never been in doubt. It's the, yeah. the stuff outside of that, and I think he knows that. Like he definitely knows that, and yeah. I think he knows what he needs to do. And I, I'll be honest. There are times that I've spoke to him since he's left, and I thought to myself, I don't think you're ever going to learn because of what you're saying to me. But then the last yeah. couple of times I've spoken to him, is there a breakthrough? I think so. I, I hope so. 
Will there be a time when he comes back to the club? Look, I don't know, is the honest yeah. answer. Do I hope he comes back to the club one day as a as a as a a, a person that can can control his emotions? I hope so. Because mm-hmm. like you've just said then, put him in put him in as the best striker you've played with at the club. Undoubtedly, yeah. brilliant player. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's the only so, person he's the only person that's ever got close really to beating Trimble for a golden boot. Yeah, I think they were were joint top scorers last year. There you go. It's that 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 alone. To I don't I I I've only been here three four years, but I'm pretty sure Trim. I think the first year I was there, Trimble even had reserves and first team. Yeah, he's done that a few times. I think one two. Was it? I know you've suggested just giving him one trophy, but he he fights to get both as well. (laughs) Bless him. But yeah, so that's that's a, a brilliant Wessex eleven there. So we let's just run for it quickly. We got Liam Gardner in goal, uh, right back of Lewis Berry, left back Nave Sussex, Cowan Steph at centre back. That's that to me is you know that that team there is that that defensive unit is is superb. Um, midfield three of Del Sheps, Nave Price, and Alex Patillo, and then you've got your attacking trio of Trimble, Jord, and Khalil. I mean. I'd I'd happily see that game that that team put out on a Saturday, no questions asked. Yep. Cool. So we'll move on then. So Wessex eleven done. What are we gonna do next? Ah, here we go. We're gonna get onto the quick stuff now. So I said we'd only be an hour. We've been about an hour and a half so far. So we'll whiz through Jesus. these last couple. So all I want now is some predictions and some quick fire answers to the first prediction. And this is a new one, and this one I hope will create lots of debate within the chat because that's what we like in our chat is a big debate. You may have seen yesterday that I asked the question, who's up for a FIFA tournament? Yeah. Now, what I want to know from you, Steph, is when we do the inaugural Wessex FIFA Championship, who's going to win? Me. Wow. Didn't even think about it. Straight in, yeah? Still, yeah. Like no, any anybody you think is going to especially at least challenge? Yeah, Lewis. Lewis Berry's a good a good player. Really, that's because yeah. he spends all his day in work playing. I swear. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> so um, FIFA champion Wessex Wanderers FIFA champion twenty twenty four is a straight on the nose staff. Yeah, got, you got you got to back yourself. Yeah, and the only competition is Lewis. We'll remember that. Cool. Next uh, next quick fire question. Again, it's something that we've had debates about lots in the chat. Knowing you're a Man United fan, I probably know where you're going to go. But for you, what are we saying? Ronaldo or Messi? Ronaldo. Ronaldo all day, every day? All day, every day. First on a Sunday. <laughs> Not even thinking about it. Ooh, and then the last one we're going to do is something we've, we've I've made a little table so far. So we've had predictions from everybody as it stands. So what I want to know from you, Steph, is nice, easy predictions. I want your title winner, Premier League title winner, and your three relegation candidates. Now, to be fair, the table's changed quite a lot since we've done our last couple of predictions. But as it stands, Man City are the favourite pick to win the league. Yeah. Couple for Arsenal, one for Spurs. 
And then for relegation, almost everybody's picked Sheffield United. There's a few for Luton, a few for Burnley, a couple for Bournemouth. Everton are in there. Uh, Wolves have been mentioned. So let's go title predictions. Who do you think is going to win it? Uh, Man City. Man, even even still now, even though Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. This, this happened. This happened. This happened a few seasons ago, and they just caught right back up towards the end. I think it depends if if Liverpool can. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think it, I think it just depends if Liverpool can survive the with Salah and um, uh, the other one being gone. I know they're missing two players to the. African Cup of Nations or yeah if they can survive that period they'd have a chance but I think Man City will catch them yeah and I, I think the, the the thing with Man City is and I, I said it a few seasons ago I, I think Man City will continue to dominate that league until Pep decides otherwise so yeah. I, I don't think you can you can ever you can ever rule them out although I think it'll be interesting this season I think Arsenal have dropped off already a little bit lost a few games I think they've lost three on the banks. Yeah, I don't um, think But I think Liverpool, if they can get, like you said then, if they can get through this tricky spell where they've lost a few players to, to the African Cup of Nations and that, I, I think they're going to be, it's going to be neck and neck for, for Man City and Liverpool this season. Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, relegation, what are we thinking? I, like I said, I think Sheffield United are everyone's favourite. At the moment, yeah, yeah. Luton, think... Luton have been picked quite a lot, but they've actually picked up a few points yeah. so far. Yeah, definitely. Who are you looking at? De- definitely Sheffield United to finish bottom. Yeah. Um, I still think, I still think um Luton will go down. I know they've pulled it around a bit, but I do think they will. And I think Brentford. I think Brentford will be the third. Brentford, really? Yeah, I suppose they've. Yeah. I think they've they've, 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 been... they've just they've become that team now. I don't know what's happened. I know Tony's not playing, but yeah, for me, I just I think that the hype of them's died out a bit. Well, he's he's back, isn't he? Is it is it this week or next week? Tony's yeah. back, so yeah, you know if he can get fire in. Although again, you you talk about Liverpool losing players to to the Cup of Nations. I think Brentford have just lost Wissa. Yeah, uh, and a, and a few others. So they've lost some key players as well. So, you know, it's I suppose it swings and roundabouts. They get they get Tony back, but then they lose some other key players. Yeah. So yeah, so you're going with Man City to win the league, Sheffield United, Luton, and Brentford to go down. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, I'm happy with that. So I think let me just check my notes because uh, because I always uh I like to make sure I've got everything. So just to finish off, obviously we've done with predictions, we've got your team. Just something that we like to ask all of the players that have been at Wessex for, for a couple of seasons. Um, obviously we've got our, our queen, queen of Wessex, Lynn. What's it been like playing for a football team with, with Lynn involved? How's how's she been for you? Yeah, she's um you know, Lynn loves everyone, but I know like me and Lynn get on really well. She um I had a a um to get my coaching um DBS and things like that, obviously I've got um a few things <laughs> a few things on there that when I when I applied for um to work with kids obviously, nothing like that obviously, but I had to get um recommendations and I yeah. asked Lynn I asked Lynn to do one for me because I know she's well in with football and she knows what I'm like. 
um yeah she done she done a massive thing for me and uh, man, I I got accepted so she must have said some good words about me and she she's she's basically the main reason I managed to get my DBS to work with kids in football um yeah so anything anything that Lynn tries to to kind of sprinkle a magic on it it normally works I think she's yeah she's got a heart of gold for things like that and I I think if you need her for for anything like that she'll sort you out yeah she shows up to she's she's every weekend unless something's wrong she'll always be there watching a team or even if it's a a Wessex all teams at home or whatever she'll be there watching the games she'll be in the clubhouse after all the social events the Christmas parties the presentations she's there um. Yeah, she's she's basically the main part of the club, and obviously, she br- she brings her family now as well. She's got her granddaughters, and uh, especially Chloe. Chloe, um, she says I'm f- her favorite player, and she made me a little thing. Um, I think the last time I was there, she made me like the Wessex badge. Hey, right, as, yeah. But as a sticker, it's like a it's like a bit of paper. It's like a bit of paper, and it's got it's got the dragon on it, the football and everything, and on the back it says like. Stefan, like the best football player I've ever seen, known, or something like that, and um, it's just little things like that. That again, it goes back to the question of that's why Wessex is just a different club. It's the small things like that. Yeah, definitely brilliant, and it's nice to hear as well. It's, it's nice to hear that you know not only is Lynn such a massive part of the club, but her her family are, are now involved in. Clearly, got an eye for a good player because you know it's easy to pick a to pick a Trimble or. Or a nature, it's easy, in it. But sometimes yeah. it takes a real life of football to see those, you know, those real grafters at the back. Sometimes, yeah, someone's got to appreciate you know, the ugly side of it. Exactly, you know, your centre halves and your goalkeepers. We don't get called out enough, but I'm glad, and and I I would agree with her definitely. Thank you. Um, so yeah, brilliant, Steph. Thank you very yeah. much. That just about wraps us up. Anything else you want to add, or are you nah. happy? Yeah, I'm happy are with you, that. You were really prepared for that. I want to say well done for how well you prepped. <laughs> It doesn't show. It, it didn't didn't look at all like you hadn't no. prepped, and you've only just got in from training, and that you didn't know what yeah. you were doing. No. Nope. So fair Try play. Thank you very off. much for coming Try, on. Tried calling it off, but you didn't have none of it. <laughs> now nah, Tom had already sent the link for the for the Zoom, so it was done. There's no way of going back from that. That's all right. It did. It did. So thank you very much for joining us, Steph. Um, obviously nice, for our, for our listeners, um. Thanks again for listening, all 10 of you. Just a quick shout out again to our main club sponsor, Continuum, and then our uh, our other sponsors. We've got Autosheen, Adam James Photography, JHW Auto Electrical. All of their um, details are on all of our posts and all of our socials, so go and check those guys out. Um, and also after this weekend, we're introducing a brand new sponsor, um, MJD Mechanical Engineering. They've done us a massive favour and, and gone and sponsored the first team for some some training tops. They're going to be making their debut this weekend in the GFA Cup against Hannum. Um, by the time this podcast podcast goes out, uh, that game would have already been played. So hopefully we'll have some good news on the next podcast. But yeah, massive thank you to all those sponsors. Massive thank you to Steph. Um, and thank you to all the listeners. And we will see you next time at the Wessex.